Sup, you beautiful bastards. Hope you're having a fantastic Monday. Welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show. And a quick note before we get started. One, I hope you enjoy today's special guest, bag number one, bag number two. We were able to get them on our show thanks to our sponsors, Common Cold and Smoke Alarm, asking to be tested at 3.30 in the morning in my baby's room. And two, this week, since we have Thanksgiving, there will only be a new show today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. And as of right now, there are no scheduled videos Thursday or Friday so that we can all spend time with family. But with that said, for the Monday PDS, Let's just jump into it. And the first thing we're gonna talk about today is Chipotle, which I found out today I have been pronouncing wrong since forever. Now, since 2015, there have been a lot of people that associate Chipotle with E. coli and norovirus. There's a lot of anger and disgust around that, but you know, like all things, time goes on. People forget it was a thing that just happened back in the day. But oh, here we are again, late 2018. So many people angry about Chipotle, although it doesn't have to do with norovirus or E. coli. Over the weekend, there were a series of Twitter videos that just went massively viral after showing an incident that took place at a Chipotle in St. Paul, Minnesota last week. The person who recorded and posted the video was 21-year-old Masood Ali. And he tweeted, can a group of young, well-established African-American get a bite to eat after a long workout session at Chipotle Tweets? And in the video, you see the manager say, we gotta do it. We never have money. We then see the manager seemingly ignoring the customers as they continue to accuse her of stereotyping them. They continue to ask for food, and then we see the male employee say, I guess, yeah. I mean, like, we're not gonna make food unless you guys actually have money. They then seemingly get outraged. They start shouting at a white customer, asking why he didn't have to pay first. Why did he not have to pay? Sir, can you explain to us why you didn't have to pay before you got your meal? We then see another tweet from Ali saying, Note how this employee said, We've seen you guys come in twice, and later say he never saw us in his entire life. Calling the police on loyal customers is super disrespectful and uncalled for. This unacceptable, and I don't appreciate these employees making false accusations. But in the video, what we see is the male employee saying to the guy holding the camera, Then it appears another customer says that both of the employees are new. And so in response to that separate person, he responds, I've never seen you guys. And so it looks like Ali is trying to use that to say the employee contradicted himself. We then see a new customer arrive. There's a back and forth there. This is followed by yet another tweet and video captioned, I don't like how she's laughing like something is funny. So when a white woman walks in, you change your policy of show us income before you get served. So at Chipotle gonna sit here and tell me I can't eat because they think I look like someone that stole from them before. And in addition to the previous clip, they show that they have money to pay. Ali tweeting, notice how they complete ignored our proof of income. At Chipotle tweets, I need answers. You then see them wave their money around while the employee apologizes to the other customer, even going further and apologizing to that customer, giving them that meal for free. To which Ali tweeted, so we need to provide proof of income, but she gets her meal for free. This is beyond me. Adding, nobody wants to say it, so I guess I will. At Chipotle tweets basically implied we can't afford a $7 meal. And he then went on to tweet, for the people who wanted the address and phone number, here you go, enjoy. And including a screenshot where the address and phone number of that Chipotle is. And what followed all of this was Chipotle tweeting directly to us. Ali, saying what happened here is not how our employees should treat our customers. We are committed to treating all of our guests fairly and with respect. The manager has been terminated and the restaurant has been retrained so this doesn't happen again. We'll be back in touch. Later adding, the manager thought these gentlemen were the same customers from Tuesday night who weren't able to pay for their meal. Regardless, this is not how we treat our customers. As a result, the manager has been terminated. But that is not the end of this story. After Ali's videos and tweets went viral, some Twitter users started sharing screenshots of old tweets where he was bragging about dining and dashing in the past. Tweets like, dine and dash is forever interesting. Not not a dine and dash, we're just borrowing the food for a couple hours, that's all. Guys, we're borrowing food. At SA, they were like, hey, sir, you gotta pay for that. And I was like, fuck that, there's a kid in need, walked out. And another reading, hey man, I think Chipotle catching up to us, fam. Should we change locations? And yo, what should we do about the other thing? Now, reportedly by Sunday morning, those tweets were then deleted. Also, some 
users tagged in those posts have deactivated their accounts or switched them to private. And according to the Miami Herald, who looked even further into the situation, Ali is reportedly on probation for theft. Now, after this news spread, we saw several social media users come out in support of the manager, Dominique. A change.org petition was set up to help her get her job back, as well as a GoFundMe page. And we saw a lot of support for this fired manager. Tweets like, I go to this Chipotle like four times a week, and I've never seen this manager be anything but respectful and kind to all customers. Tweets like this to Ali reading, as an African-American male, I just want to say people like you are the reason we will always be looked down upon. You have no shame for setting that poor lady up like that to lose her job. And so at this point, Chipotle has been hit and was continuing to be hit by both sides. You're the people that were taking the video at face value saying, oh my God, I can't believe people like this work for Chipotle. This is disgusting. And now on the other side, you have people going, wow, I just can't believe this company. Right? They saw the backlash online rather than looking into it, maybe hopefully trusting their employees, they just fire them. And so then we saw Chipotle release a new statement, writing our actions were based on the facts known to us immediately after the incident, including video footage, social media posts, and conversations with the customer, manager, and our employees. We now have additional information which needs to be investigated further. We want to do the right thing, so after further investigation, we will retrain and rehire if the facts warrant it. But after this, we saw author Matt Palumbo calling out Chipotle writing, this is an absolute lie. I emailed your media relations department and she claims you were aware of the tweets where the dude admitted to dine and dashing at the time of the firing and including a screenshot of the alleged email. And so right now it's unclear if the manager would get her job back, but also if I was that manager, I don't know if I would want to work for that company. Like I feel like most people that work for a very large company, they already feel incredibly disposable. And to me, what it feels like with this situation is we witnessed a very large company going into self-preservation mode, going, one employee doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what the situation actually is, what matters is public perception and let's fix this. And so rather than standing by their employee, and yes, I will say, arguably doing the much harder thing, educating people to the reality of the situation even after outrage has taken hold, they just fired her. And I had to go full parental mode, but I'm not surprised here, I'm just disappointed in Chipotle. And also with this story, it's incredibly frustrating for the same reason as all of the fake stories. We know that racial profiling is a thing. I think back to April when you had those two black customers in Philadelphia who were arrested for being in a Starbucks. And then separately, we see people like this guy who are seemingly misrepresenting the situation. People that have a history, a self-admitted history of dining and dashing. Thus allowing people to call into question people who actually experience this. It's all just incredibly frustrating. But with all of that said, that is the story, my personal takeaway, and I pass the question off to you. What are your thoughts around this, around the manager, Ali, Chipotle's decisions here? Any and all thoughts, I'd love to see. And then let's talk about why we had Daniel Hernandez, AKA Takashi69 back in the news. And the reason he's back in the news is he is facing some legal troubles. And to understand what happened today, we need to look back to 2015. And that's because back in 2015, he pled guilty to one count of use of a child in a sexual performance. And reportedly in legal documents that were obtained, prosecutors said Takashi was at a party in Harlem where a 13-year-old girl was taped engaging in sexual acts with another man while Takashi, 18 at the time, stood behind the child making a thrusting motion with his pelvis and smacking on her buttocks. Prosecutors adding that the child was nude in the video. So he pled guilty and his sentence was deferred for two years, with a judge adding that if 6ix9ine stayed out of trouble, he'd just get probation, which then takes us to the news that we saw last month. Prosecutors reportedly said that he should get one to three years prison time, Takashi's team saying that he should get four years probation, and the judge agreed, giving him four years probation, also giving him credit for one year. And so this was massively good news for him. He avoided jail time, he just had to not get in trouble. And then we fast forward to what we've seen over the past week. Last Wednesday, he pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct in connection to an assault of an officer. And with this guilty plea, prosecutors threw out the misdemeanor charge and gave him one year probation. Also over the past week, we saw Takashi 6 9 fire his team, saying last Thursday on Instagram he no longer had a manager, booking agent, or publicist. I fired everybody in my team. I got no manager, I got no booking agent, no PR, no publicist. I don't got nobody on my team. Adding that his American tour was canceled. He also warned venues to beware of any agents booking him unless he said so himself. If you need shows, I will let people know that I'm booking shows. 
Or if you're not on the phone with me, do not book that show because it's not me. I fired everybody. I don't give a fuck who you used to see me with. They no longer around. And then we got the news Sunday that Takashi 69 his now former manager, and two former associates were all arrested. And reportedly, they are all facing firearm and racketeering charges. And so as of recording this video, that's where we are right now. We're waiting for more information to come out. And I'm really interested to see what information does come out because the whole situation around him seems insane. I mean, even talking about his past charges, these new charges, it doesn't even really encompass the whole situation. If things like on November 8th, where a gunman reportedly fired multiple times at a house where Kanye West and 6ix9ine were having a shoot. He also had the situation back in July where 6ix9ine said he was kidnapped and robbed. And so I'm just really fascinated to see what comes out and what happens next. But also with this story, I do want to ask you a question around 6ix9ine. Because looking out there, he is either incredibly loved or incredibly hated. A lot of that hate obviously stemming from the incident with the 13-year-old girl. And this is for people on both sides of this. I'd really love to know your thoughts and your, your feelings around it. And then let's talk about the updates around these California fires. Regarding the Woolsey fire, which we saw burn through Thousand Oaks and Malibu, that is at 94% containment. Reportedly, the 96,000 acre fire destroyed at least 1,500 structures, damaged another 341. Also from this fire, three people reportedly died and three firefighters were injured. And as far as the other major fire, that is the Camp Fire, which is the now 151,000 acre fire. As of recording this video, it is now 66% contained. It has destroyed 11,713 single residences. And the truly horrific news around this is that 77 people have died with a list of missing people sitting at 9 991. But also on that note, reportedly the list might not be accurate as one might hope it would be. Reportedly this number is coming from raw data that's being collected from phone calls, emails, the 911 system. It's been described as not perfect data and the thinking is that it's just better to get information out there to help start getting people accounted for. And so on that note, they're urging people to check the list and if they see the name of a loved one and they know that that person's safe, they should contact the sheriff's office. Also regarding the search, right now there are reportedly more than 500 specialists searching for remains which could get even more complicated in the coming days as forecasts are predicting heavy rains. Although of course on the positive note, this could help firefighters battle the rest of the blaze. Also, in addition to those who died, those who are missing, there are tons of people displaced. Reportedly, with so many people forced to evacuate, it's been filling up shelters in the area, and even a tent city was set up next to a Walmart. Though I should note there that officials have said they're working on moving evacuees in the tent city to a shelter. And according to Red Cross spokesman Tony Briggs, they don't have an estimate right now for how long the shelters will be around or how much this is all going to cost. But adding, I think it's safe to say we're going to be here for a while. Also on Saturday, we saw President Trump touring the Northern California town of Paradise that was ravaged by the campfire with Governor Jerry Brown and the new governor-elect Gavin Newsom. And that made news for several reasons. One, just the pure devastation that can be seen in the background is the most notable thing. Then two, we had Trump make news because he called the town the wrong name twice. What we saw at Pleasure, what a name right now. But we're, what we just saw, we just left Pleasure for Paradise. Three, Donald Trump was asked if seeing this changed his mind on climate change, and we saw this. No, no, I have a strong opinion. I want great climate. We're going to have that, and we're going to have forests that are very safe. I'm just too tired for this. And four, we got Finland in the news, thanks to President Trump, because while he was there, he spoke about forest floors and how it's important to keep them clean, saying... I was with the president of Finland, and he said, we have uh, a much different... We're a forest nation. He called it a forest nation. And they spent a lot of time on raking and cleaning and doing things and they don't have any problem. And when it is, it's a very small problem. And that of course isn't the first time, it's just the latest time that he blamed forest management for the current situation. However, on this most recent note, the president of Finland reportedly told sources that he does not remember discussing raking with Trump. Reportedly saying, quote, I mentioned to him that Finland is a land covered by forests and we also have a good monitoring system and network, adding we take care of our forests. And according to Rami Ruska, forest fires expert at the Finnish Interior Ministry, they do not rake the forest. Instead, what they do is they focus on removing 
dead trees from the forest floor. We've also seen people pointing out the differences between the two countries. Finland has 57 million acres of forest and the timber and paper companies that work in the forest built an extensive network of roads that slow down any fires and also allows easier access for fire crews. Finland is also much colder than California, which means the incendiary risk is much lower. Finland also has different trees than those in California. In Finland, the forests are mainly tall boreal trees, pine, spruce, and birch. Meanwhile, in California, much of the vegetation is lower-lying shrubland and small trees. And according to Professor Henrik Lindberg, a forest fires researcher, a better comparison to California would be the fire management in the Mediterranean, where the forests are more similar. But on the positive end of this, President Trump's comments about raking gave us tons of memes from Finland. Tweets like, greetings from Finland, just finished raking leaves here, hashtag rake America great again. Also getting pictures like this one of just an ordinary day in the Finnish forest, and there were rake photoshops for days. Now on the other side of this, there have been some saying, well, maybe what he's talking about is an excavator rake. But on that note, I'm not completely sure because when he was doing an interview with Chris Wallace, he, he kind of motioned a raking motion. I was watching the firemen the other day and they were raking areas. They were raking areas where the fire was right over there and they're raking trees, little trees like this that are nut trees, little bushes that you could see are totally dry. Weeds. And they're raking them. They were on fire. And with closing out this story, I do want to hit on kind of two final notes. The first being that the fires in California have been truly, truly horrible. If you do want to help those affected, I'm going to include links down below where you can. And two, when it comes to this president and climate change and these fires, I'm just, I'm just exhausted. And part of that is possibly me being sick and tired today. But it is truly exhausting. He gives simplified solutions, false comparisons. It's important to remember just nine days ago when he said that this was all because of gross mismanagement of the forest, that the California professional firefighters had to come out and say that his assertion was dangerously wrong. Also, it's important to remember in that same tweet where he made that assertion, he threatened to cut federal payments, a move that among others was denounced by the International Association of Firefighters. And it was just a little bit ago that regarding climate change, I think it was on Axios on HBO, he just disagreed with his agencies talking about climate change. I mean, in the face of his own agencies giving him information, he creates this false equivalency with a minor voice uh, when it comes to climate change. Look at like NASA, you look at uh, uh, the energy department and yeah. what, what your own government, your own scientists have said about it. They said it's sort of indisputable that uh, humans have contributed to, to global warming in, in big ways. Well, I do think you, we've contributed. We that? certainly contribute. I mean, there's certain pollutants that go up and there are certain things that happen, certain things we do that if we weren't here, certainly... They say the overwhelming do. cause for the last well, 50 I, years. Well, I don't necessarily agree. But, but it doesn't seem like in the report that there's that much of a, a may to it. Like, it's your government, right? It's your scientists. They work for you. Well, it's your that's company. Okay. Your, your that's okay. That's okay. And I want everybody to write, report whatever they want. But ultimately... I'm the one that makes that final decision. I can also give you reports where people very much dispute that. You know, you do have scientists that very much dispute it. Uh, I want to make sure that we have the cleanest air. But there really aren't. And, I mean, that one, there really aren't that many but scientists. Jim, I want to make sure, here's what I want. And I think it just needs to be understood that that is where he stands on climate change. There's, there's not going to be, I, I don't foresee that changing. But guys, that's where I'm going to end today's show. If you have any thoughts on the final story, the first one, anything in between, of course, let me know in those comments down below. And remember, if you like these, just hit that like button. If you're new here, you want more, hit that subscribe button. Also, if you didn't catch the last Philip DeFranco show from last Friday, click or tap right there to watch that. Or if you want to watch today's brand new second channel video, you can click or tap right there. But with that said, of course, as always, my name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love your faces and I'll see you tomorrow.